We are back with some more college basketball action here for Wednesday, January 25th. The final video coming from Las Vegas here. And overall, it's been a profitable week, at least college basketball-wise, um, since I've been out here. And we got a pretty good card here for Wednesday. So looking to finish it off strong. And starting out today's card, we got UNC Asheville taking on Presbyterian. Now, Presbyterian is a team that has really just been struggling as of late coming to this game with losses in their last seven outside of the, the win over Campbell to start uh, Big South play. You know, that's their only conference win. One and seven coming into this. And, and UNC Asheville, on the other hand, has really done the exact opposite. They're seven and one in conference play coming to this game on a six-game winning streak at the U win over South Carolina Upstate in their last game. And overall, it's a UNC Asheville team that has shot the ball extremely well this season, a 52.3 effective field goal percentage on the year. And they've also been great from beyond the arc, hitting 37.5% from there. And yeah, it's a Presbyterian team that really has a lot of problems all over the place, but it really starts with shooting. They just haven't done a good job shooting the basketball, only a 47.1 effective field goal percentage on the year, only hitting 30.5% from beyond the arc, not to mention the Presbyterian defense really hasn't been all that strong this season either. Only a 53.7 effective field goal percentage on the year. Their perimeter defense is very lacking, giving up 37.5% from beyond the arc through the 333rd worst team in the country in that category. And as far as UNC Asheville goes, they've been a decently strong team on the defensive side of the ball as well, only giving up a 48.1 effective field goal percentage on the year, also only giving up 30.4% from beyond the arc overall. I really like what I have seen out of this UNC Asheville team and, and going into this game um, against a, a Presbyterian team that has really just been struggling. I think they take care of business once again, taking UNC Asheville at home minus nine against Presbyterian. Next up on the card, we got Albany taking on New Hampshire. Now for this Albany team, you know, really have not looked great in their last few games. Overall, they're only one in five here in American East play on the season, you know, in six and 15, certainly not a great track record um, for this Albany team, but that's not to say that New Hampshire has been a great team because record-wise, they're not much better. Only three and three in conference play, eight and 10 overall do come into this game following two losses um, of their own. And offensively, it's quite honestly, two teams that have kind of just struggled. Neither one of them shot the ball well. You know, New Hampshire, a 45.8 effective field goal percentage have been a little bit better from the perimeter, hitting 34%. Albany, 46.4 effective field goal percentage, hitting 32.4% from beyond the arc. One area that New Hampshire, though, has been strong on the offensive side of things is in the turnover department. Um, they've actually done a really good job holding onto the basketball and keeping their possessions. They only turn it over on 15.2% of their possessions. They're actually the 15th best team in the country in that category. And really the advantage I think New Hampshire has in this game is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. They've really just been the much stronger team defensively, especially shot defense-wise for New Hampshire, only giving up a 48.1 effective field goal percentage on the year and 32.7% from beyond the arc. Albany certainly struggling more in that category, giving up a 55 effective field goal percentage and 34.8% from beyond the arc. Not to mention, New Hampshire's also done a decent job rebounding the ball. Um, they're not, you know, crazy higher than Albany in that category, but certainly the better team in that category. Um, and overall, it's just a New Hampshire team um, that coming off of a couple of losses, going back home here at this game, I think it's a prime opportunity for them to really get things going back in the right direction, get back above 500 here in conference play. Um, and I think they win this game pretty handedly. So taking New Hampshire minus five and a half here against Albany. And in our next game, one of the bigger games of the day, we head to the American as Houston takes on UCF. You know, obviously Houston comes into this game following a shocking loss on Sunday against Temple. 
certainly not a game um, that, that people necessarily saw Houston losing, but it's a Houston team that at 18 and two, you know, six and one in American play, obviously we saw are not without their own flaws. Now, granted, they've also been one of the best teams in the country. And, and you know, it's shown um, when it comes to the stats, you know, Houston has done a great job shooting the basketball, a 52.8 effective field goal percentage, hitting 35.6% from beyond the arc. Um, but UCF hasn't been a, a bad shooting team either. And, and especially as far as American play goes, have been one of the better teams in the conference, a 50.4 effective field goal percentage and hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc. Um, not to mention defensively, while well, Houston is obviously, you know, one of, if not the top team in the country on the side of the ball, their shot defense has been remarkable. A 40.1 effective field goal percentage, the second best team in the country. They're also the third best perimeter defense, only giving up 25.4%. Uh, but UCF hasn't been terrible, and they've been up there. Um, maybe not the, the, the top team in the country, but you know certainly in the top 40, top 30, um, only allowing 46.1 effective field goal percentage and only giving up 30.5% from beyond the arc. And it's not like Houston is the only team looking to bounce back after a bad performance in this game. Obviously, the, the Temple loss was certainly not what they wanted um, in their last game. But for UCF, coming to this game, following losses to Tulane and South Florida um, on their own right. And, and in this matchup, I think it's one that both these teams are going to be up for. Um, and ultimately, I just think it's going to be a much more closely competitive game um, than the 10.5 point spread would suggest. I think UCF keeps this one close at home, or at least keeps it competitive, covers the spread. Taking them plus 10.5 here against Houston. Next up on the card, we got Wofford taking on Chattanooga. Um, you know, for this Wofford squad coming to this game, following losses in their last two, Chattanooga losses in their last three. You know, it's two teams who have really probably been a little bit below average as far as SoCon play goes this season. And the SoCon conference as a whole is just one that is is weird this season. You know, it's a conference that I loved watching last season, and I haven't paid as much attention to it nearly as much this season. You know, both these teams come into this game three and five here in conference play. Um, but overall, Chattanooga, at least offensively, has been a pretty strong team this season, have shot the ball well, a 53.9 effective field goal percentage for them on the year. They're hitting 36.3% from beyond the arc. I'm going to say Wofford's been a bad shooting team by any means because they certainly have some shot scores, um, and they're hitting a 51 effective field goal percentage on the year and 31.3% from beyond the arc. Um, but they have struggled a bit more on the defensive side of the ball, turning it or um, only holding their opponents to a 54.6 effective field goal percentage and 34.5% from beyond the arc. Um, I granted Chattanooga hasn't been a ton better, but certainly the better team in that department, only giving up a 51.6 effective field goal percentage. Perimeter defense still isn't great for Chattanooga, um, allowing 35.8% from beyond the arc. But, but overall, one area that Chattanooga has really impressed me this season, um, I think they'll need to take advantage here to win this game, is in the rebounding department, especially offensively. Chattanooga has been a fairly strong team, pulling down 30.3% off the offensive glass. Wofford only pulling down 28.5%. Really Chattanooga getting those second chance opportunities um, has really helped them win and, and stay in a lot of these closer competitive games this season. Um, defensively, they've also been a fairly strong team rebounding the ball as well. Um, you know, really both these teams have in that regard for Wofford. 73% off the off or off the defensive glass, Chattanooga pulling down 73.5% off the defensive glass. But going into this SoCon matchup, I think it's one, especially at home, um, that Chattanooga takes care of. I think they win this one, taking them minus one and a half there against Wofford. And finally, to close out the show, we head to the A10. Got George Mason taking on VCU. And if you've watched the show this year, you know I've bet on George Mason 
a few times this season. It's a team that I've really, you know, keep going back to, um, and, and they've looked well. Now, granted, a lot of their success has come at home, and it's one of those teams that I've harped on a lot about the home um, and road splits, and certainly they have not been nearly as good of a team away from home this season. Only two wins on the road. Um, you know, the neutral site game they played against Tulane in Chicago earlier in the year, um, and their last game against Rhode Island where they, where they won that one on the road. Um, and VCU has been a strong team, you know, coming to this game on a five-game winning streak. But this is a lot of points in this game. You know, George Mason has shot the ball well this season. 54.3 effective field goal percentage on the year, hitting 36.8% from beyond the arc. For VCU, 52.2 effective field goal percentage, hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc. Um, defensively, they've been, you know, fairly competitive, fairly even teams as well this season. George Mason only giving up 47.8% effective field goal percentage as well as 30.8%. Um, from beyond the arc, VCU really right there with them, a 47.2 effective field goal percentage and 32% um, from beyond the arc. Now, granted, one area that VCU has been very, very competitive in is forcing turnovers, forcing turnovers on 25.3% of their opponent's possessions, while George Mason hasn't done it nearly as well, only forcing turnovers on 16.4% of their opponent's possessions. But one area that George Mason certainly has the advantage is in the rebound department, especially off the defensive glass. George Mason is pulling down 75.5% off the defensive glass. Um, VCU only pulling down 68.6% off the defensive glass. One area where VCU has certainly struggled is in that category. And going up against this George Mason team in this game, it's certainly not going to be um, an easy opponent. Yeah, you know, VCU does come into this game on a five-game winning streak, and they got the, the great win over Dayton, um, which was certainly impressive. But outside of that, they've, they've kind of just beat up on some of the lower teams um, in the A-10. I mean, Richmond in their last game certainly was a good win in a game we were on the wrong side of in that one. But um, I'm doing it again. I'm going against VCU, going with a George Mason team that I have just loved betting on all season. Um, and even though they're on the road here in this one, I think they find some success. Taking George Mason plus eight there against VCU. And that'll do it for today's show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for putting up with the Vegas videos here um, and just some of the weird stuff that's gone on the last few weeks. I think everything's pretty much going to be back to normal um, starting tomorrow, except for the fact that I'm going to be super tired from this 6.30 a.m. flight out of Vegas. But um, nonetheless, we'll get back to normal. Got a lot of great stuff coming up for March Madness for the rest of conference play here. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel, and I will see you guys tomorrow.